Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Fantasy Take TV podcast. We are here for the end of round seven. Bit going on on the weekend. I will get to that in a sec, George. But there was a debacle over in South Australia. Not only the game, but uh, to do with one player, which we'll get to. But how'd you go first for the week, man? What were your trades and, and what'd you score? Um, what worth noting is well, just us two, I think, today, unless JD wants to join. I think he's out celebrating his 1K rank. That always. Uh, <laughs> his kid's birthday but either way um uh, this week 2324 ranked 16k so just chipping away it's a it's a bit of a mountain to climb and slowly slowly getting there how high we go not too confident but we'll see how we go uh trades were got rid of cowan davy and mckenna so not really happy about getting rid of mckenna now but is what it is and then ultra budget option in will day sam sturt and seamus mitchell in Two of those guys were subbed, so that didn't work. But I guess you can see why I went to uh, upcoming. I'm a little bit concerned about rookies. Thought he had good job security. Now Fife might come back in. Um, might be another uh, another corpse on the bench, but fingers crossed. Um, so, yeah, it's just one of those weeks where like everything, most things go right, and you only need one or two things to go horrifically wrong. So Setterfield, Van Ruin, and... Fergus Green just absolutely tanked my score like completely. Like, I think I scored 110 between three players or something. So if I could only fix that, that would be nice. Um, and yeah, we got here our MVP and fault of the week. So fault is a common term in the Discord. You know, if someone's playing badly, we call them a fault. So fault is set of field, just, uh, just a very painful own. Still getting the CBAs, but not playing well. And MVP, um, a few I could pick from, but I'll go with uh, the legendary um, shinboner Jack Z Wolf for uh, being a 32-year-old, having a bit of an injury, getting back on and um, getting it done. So that, that was very I missed nice. the game. So what happened to him? There was reports of hamstring. There was reports of quad. And then I believe they said it was ankle, I think. <laughs> so I don't actually know. And he's getting scans this week. Um so what was he dead or so, something? Well, he went down. Or... He went down into the rooms, um, talking to the doctor. Came back on, was warming up, and then yeah, played and just junked it up for the rest of the game. So it was on twenty at half time. So um, yeah, MVP goes to Zebul. Slightly trying to stitch you up there with the. I know you don't have him, but uh, no, it's on at twenty at half time. That's and that happens. That's probably fair. Um, yeah, like him and lead by hundred. <laughs> yeah, lead too. That's MVP also, as well. I was looking sure. at the D, DT scores and old Aaron Hall with a 140 DT back to the well. So, um, yeah. Look, interesting there, but too upset. I missed the, those games, um, on Saturday night, but, um, How'd you yeah, go, I know, man? like you said, like the, so I think it's almost the last five rookies I've traded in. Uh, and look, you've got another one there in Sturt. Like they're just all gone to hell. Like, yeah, like some at their own fault. Like I think MJ actually could be a decent rookie for us, but obviously thirty the first week we got him, and then now suspended for two weeks. Um, he got almost twenty touches, didn't he? Maybe like high. 10 yeah, in the end. He did so, okay. Dropped did a few okay. marks, but yeah, dropped yeah. And then I think did he give away fifty? I don't know. I didn't catch all of that game either. But um, so he's looking okay. But the rest, like um, Sturt, you've got obviously Roberts injured. Um, Seamus subs, but we all got him. Yeah, Seamus yeah. sub. We'll see. There's just a lot of defenders at Hawthorne. But yeah, look, as you said, that's the reason why he went for Sturt. And you can see this week, that's why I left Chincotta for this week. Because if I didn't, I don't. I wouldn't yeah. be confident getting anyone. So, you know, 
fair play if people got Chinkotter and fielded him, but who do they downgrade to this week? That's my question. You might be getting there, another dead body. So There's some there, but um, we can speak about that. There's some. We'll speak about it at the sure. end. But yeah, my score, um, 23.60 and into 2.7K. So I was 1K a couple of weeks ago. Two captain put me out to four and then back into 2.7. So um, yeah, that's really the only round that's cost me this year. And I think round two was whatever happened. I had a really poor one. So most other weeks have been all right, uh, just above par, but par is very, very high these days. And I guess, especially in the Discord, um, there's a lot of people going well. So um, uh, I was going to bring that up in a sec, but we'll just go over JD's score, I guess. You can also watch his video, but he had a big, big week. So, I mean, JD was saying to me two weeks ago, I was, you know, we're, we're riding Eno's team for the year. And two, two weeks, he's gone past me and put like 300 points or something uh, over the last two weeks. So he's. I think he got 24-46, and now he's in the top 1K. So it shows if you have a couple of good weeks, you, you can make up some ground. But you do have to know your trades. And I think he brought, what, track Petrarca, in this week, yeah. which good we'll trade. talk about later. Good timing um, for the matchup. Good timing. Then he was a fan of Will Day, which probably got me across the line. He, he was uh, one of the people too, because I wasn't totally sure of it. Um, look, 30 touches and uh, didn't ton is, a, is quite annoying, but I think he had a uh, quiet last quarter. From, from what I hear. Played forward so, um, in the second quarter as well. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, I got two out, McKenna and Wilmot. I know you said as well, McKenna, a bit disappointing um, trading him out, but uh, I did the same with Chandler last week. I know you had to watch him without him at all Can't times. Can't do this, bro. I, I even said I, I was expecting a good run from him, but uh, I wanted to force Tuke so bad, and there's there's a lesson there that I, I, I didn't need to. Um, and look, Tuke got injured. You can't predict that, but I could have kept him, got a cheaper premium like a Cogs or someone from, you know, a worse rookie and, and still have McKenna and uh, I'd still have Chandler probably. So, and, and we need him right now. <laughs> like, yeah, what we're fielding, uh, I have to cop Seamus is 40 uh, and Radigal is 40. So, there's a big the gap. Be- <laughs> yeah. The big, there's a big gap between those who can get this shit off the field early and those who can't. So, like yep. honest, I still can't believe I fielded a twenty and a thirty this week. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> and yeah. Um. Anyway, but uh, that's what happens when you. I guess we'll come in. I'm, I'm thinking. Well, Roberts is putting up monster numbers in the VFL. Maybe he's one I can field for a bit. He goes down. JBI has mm-hmm. North can field him. He shits the bed. So um, yeah. It's it's a cash crisis as everyone's saying at the moment. <laughs> so a bit of a recession. Um, yep. So, uh, yeah. I better not forget the uh, MVP and the fault. And look, the fault set of field, he can have all oh. the faultiness. Um, and that's my, obviously, stuff up of this season, going him over Zeebel at the, the round three sort of junction. Um, you know, I, ma- I made a good move the week before getting Chandler in to allow myself to make three good moves in week three. And I, and I didn't make one of them. Or one of them wasn't. So a um, bit drooped there. Uh, Zeebel was just a lot safer and looked. Uh, I guess he's getting scans this week. We'll see what happens there. But, you know, that was part of it. 32, I didn't want to go, but it is a pretty easy role. And, he, and he's shown that nothing really matters. And North, after the first two weeks, they're back to what they sort of were. And <laughs> yeah. they're losing big time um, every week. So No um, LDU being they got an extra is a big problem. <laughs> that is a massive problem. But, yeah, well, they got a third Kang bro down there. Now they're triplets and uh, they're still all scoring. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Um MVP is a bit of a hard one um, because I don't have anyone that totally stands out as a pod. I'm going to give it to Sis. His biggest score of the year, 
128. I've been like banging my head against a wall waiting for this, uh, and I didn't catch a game as I said. But I saw his I saw his goal from 50, which uh, I would have loved live. But uh, I guess he just didn't butcher it or have some stupid clangers like he, he probably did have a couple because I, I think he had four or five. But uh, I guess it was just a bit more efficient and uh, had his best game for the year. So. Um, yeah, are you interested in him? I know we can speak about him later. Yeah, thinking? well, I've got 10 forwards and backs at the moment, including Sheasel and Zeebel. So I've only got two slots, and I do really want Darcy Cameron for the right cover because I still stress over English. You've been set on that, um, yeah. yeah. And um, I know it's round seven and all is going well, but you just – how much longer can you can it go on for? Um, because, like, I don't really want to trade him. Like, if he misses one or two weeks, you just want to field cover for a week. So – and then there's like well, Petrarca, even Walsh's CBA's dropped. So that's two games more forward or low CBA's out of three for Walsh. So I don't know what's, like, what the mix there will be. I think we'll discuss it in upgrade target. So I'm a bit hesitant to go on somebody, but at the same time, I need to take value while it's there. Yeah. And if one of those two slots is Sicily, I wouldn't be too upset because he's, I think he's like 105 this year, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Um, just Hardwick's just taking so much ball back there. It's a bit of a problem. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't mind. I think he's a very solid option, but I'm um, yep. not in a hurry to bring him in. Yeah, look, it's been a bit painful so far. He's uh, doesn't seem – I don't know. Look, I can't knock a guy that he's, say he's not motivated, but he's been doing some silly things, I'll say. And, look, he's always been a bit of a feisty guy, but uh, I don't know. There's been some poor efforts I've seen watching games, so don't know. Don't know how, you know, look, it's a guy like him not, is not going to love playing for a team that's clearly yeah. bottom two, bottom three. Um, and now the captain, I guess he's got to, he's got to dig deep. But um, yeah, I think he'll still be fine uh, as, as an option. Look, we'll get to premiums in a second, um, but I guess we should address the big elephant in the room and that is our cash. Where the hell are we going to get enough cash to finish a team from? Um, how many upgrades do you have left? I think... Including Sheasel and your include Zebel as well. Um, I've still got like six to go, so um, I got enough trades. Yeah. I got a, two boosts. That's that side of it's all right. But how I many trades left on the bench? I got twenty three like before. Oh my trades god! Okay, um, and two boosts. So I know you're in a bit worse position there. Um, yeah, the um, carrying over doesn't really matter. Chesser. Yeah, I've got more trades. Yeah, so I think I, it's. I need, Rookies to go to. You need eh? downgrade and, options, yeah. And and rookies on my bench making money, which it's all dead. <laughs> yeah, it's it's why Setterfield I think is a must trade. The CBA is still, still there and he's capable of scoring okay. But like we need to hang on to every bit of cash we got. Maybe not everyone is as bad as me personally, um, or a lot of other people, but yeah, break even at 117. He he has to go just um in case he free falls basically. So I don't know what do we do here. There's I was looking through, you know, some mid prices or elevated rookies, and there's Rory Atkins who played down back, took two kick ins, but I think I'd rather wait another week on that. Um, watching him at the Crows, uh, he loves easy matchups, and um, usually after a tough matchup, he's in the SNFL the next week. That's usually what happens. So he doesn't seem to like those matchups. Watching him, but playing a cruisy Rob down back, they're using. I think they use Weller more up the ground. So monitor that. And then like even Dill Williams at 190K, I think we'll speak, I think JD brought up 166K last week. And it was like, nah, I can't pay 166. And now I'm like, I kind of wish I did. Oh, um, I wish I did. 
Jeez. Massively. So I don't I don't know what we're doing. I think Weddle's been putting up decent numbers in the in the VFL and he's played down back, um, which is probably good for him because that's what he did in juniors. And yeah, I remember watching him in the preseason. Um played wing in preseason, but his draft highlights are pretty good, can intercept a bit. But they got so much like what are they gonna do down there? They've got eight defenders at the moment, I think. I've got like ten. It's, like, it's just you know, yeah. Scrimshaw is the sub. Um who got dropped? I can't DJ MP. Was did he have to play third tall, Weddle? Because I think obviously so, because... I'm a Sicily owner, I'm looking and he's you know, the second key in that team on the weekend. And dogs have like what, Norton, Lobb, uh, Jamara. I, so he must have been playing on one of them. I did see Sicily a bit on Norton. Um Weddle I, I didn't keep a close like I reckon. It's probably uh, yeah, as I said, I didn't see, but yeah, it's we'll interesting. Monitor this week, yeah. They chop and change um, it every week, so yeah, it's yeah. concerning. But yeah, I was saying like these uh, elevated guys, I'm not too confident in either, so I, I don't know where to go here. Um, I was looking, even looking at Soldo, a rock forward 300K, um, but I saw the Nank injuries. I think two, yeah, I think Nank could be back in two weeks, so it's just a pointless exercise. Um, oh, really? I'm even like I'm not gonna do it, but floated the English to Gorn Bank 170. I don't think that's good though. <laughs> you can't that's do that. That's last resort. <laughs> that's a, um, yeah. I, that's how bad it's got. So yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Obviously, the but, old money ball. <laughs> yeah. Um, like Charlie uh, Charlie Kerno, he's dropped a 180. He's gonna make a bit of money, but he's already 500 plus. So uh, there was those those that went Tom Hawkins or whatever for 430. Or whatever yeah, that's what three rounds. <laughs> 140 average. So I think I might have to play it a bit slower and wait, you know, squeeze a bit more money out of Hopper, squeeze a bit more out of Ashcroft, um, squeeze a bit more even out of like a Wilmore. I got rid of Baker, but he's he's another one that's been going okay and playing really well with, you know, like clear best 22 now. So um, as much as I hate, because like, I want to get like a, I've got Wilmore on the field at the moment, um, looping with Seamus, and I want to get Wilmore off the field, but I'm just thinking, I might need to squeeze that little bit extra money, wait for the other premiums to come down a bit. And um, yeah, otherwise I have to like use an extra trade, extra boost on this rookie that doesn't exist to downgrade to. So I don't know. So um, yeah, maybe just be a little patient and make sure the the end team looks good, not compromising too much um, just to get it done a bit earlier. I'm not quite too sure how to play it, to be honest, but I think I'll, yeah, one or two weeks here and there, I'll have to just downgrade and hope for a, Another downgrade option to come up the week after. Yeah, well, got to really study teams this week. If we see no more debutants, because I think the four that debut, uh, debuted last week, Weddle was one, two Sydney guys, Sheldrick, and then the sub. No good. They both. Someone, sub, that, yeah. that, that everyone was like thirty. I think Weddle, yeah, best score thirty-eight. Super coach was Weddle, and his job security is just non-existent. You know. Um, yeah, Ramsey could be, was just, tall forward twenty-two. Yeah. Oh, he was the other one. Yeah, so. Um, Really need to see if there's any debutants this week because uh, otherwise, yeah, we, we could be in, in dire straits. Um, I still want to upgrade, though. If it's possible, I'm going to do it. Um, and that's sort of why um, Setterfield's got to go. And look, he was probably going anyway, but I can just do a one-up, one-down, get Chinkotta and keep that going. And then I guess it's from then on is what when it starts to look like what, what's happening. If we get no debutants, George, I might look at boosting and getting like an Anguin or something. And look, I'm thinking I don't about that it, yeah. at all. Like he's got like, what, two forties on the wing and 
don't know his job security personally. No one, I don't know if anyone knows GWS well enough, but it seems like I was looking at the two list. wins, Ward and uh, Lloyd to come in if they're fit. Or okay. uh, was Ward a suspension? But um, and if he survives that, maybe he's okay. So <laughs> that's last resort. Like if we know. see the teams and there's no rookies debuting at all, like anymore, well then it might might just have to go it. So. I don't know. While we're on the topic, um, should we just do rookies now? We may as um, well. We can flip yeah, so, that because they're probably the most yeah. important thing. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, we'll get to like, uh, like upgrades and stuff like that. But um, I think, yeah, obviously, you got Chincotta. I just know if Snow Blitz, just, the hell in. Can you yeah. imagine if he's dropped? Oh, he'll break loose. <laughs> oh, um, so, we're going to need him. We're going to need his money. And he's straight on field for me. So, for those that are feeling Sorry. trash, um, he's uh, he can go on the field. He put up like 40 touches in the VFL, close to that. So he's in uh, 102K, absolute blessing, I think. And yeah, Cowan, I think, needs a good spell in the twos. Um, we touched on Angwin. So uh, I'm probably relying... Now this was the Sydney Derby, and I didn't watch this. I watched the other game, whichever that was at the time. Um, people are saying he didn't play super well. Uh, will they play SCG? That's not good for wingers, is it? Uh, Best, no. So, he had 20 touches the week before. I think he was a first rounder a few years ago. Um, honestly, I'm not too sure. Like, I'm even thinking about boosting out Roberts to Angwin just to bank that 30K, which get me over the line next week, I think, for an upgrade. Um, yeah, it's what any thoughts on him? I guess we got three touchdowns. Look, I watched him play last year. I remember someone got, or a couple of people might have got him in, and then he was dropped not too long after. So that scares me, I guess. But I would need to see some ins. Like I said, I think Daniel Lloyd and Ward are out of the team, and then there's not much in the VFL, and the rest are sort of injured. If he survives with them back, look, Toby Bedford's in the team, isn't he? That ex um, Demons Melbourne thing. Yeah. yeah. So, like, he'll be out, I would assume, for Lloyd. If he can survive Ward coming in for like, problem is Rouston was a sub. It might be like, yeah, it could be real iffy. So, yeah, as I said at the start, we got to see what happens with the teams and, and monitor there. Um, Sam Simpson <laughs> getting a bit of love in the Discord. Look, he's a good player. I I don't doubt that, but he's one sixty six k and he's playing half forward or, you know, medium forward sort of thing. Kicked two goals right the last two weeks, so. 80 and what was it, 50 something on the weekend? Um, the it elevated does, price really hurts. Here's the crews at Jim HBA, Richmond, Frio, and then GWS at home over the next four. Um, that's decent. That's, I'm that's thinking about decent. it. Um, the price has really enough. is annoying. So the time, his job security is interesting. So I think. Gary Rowan is injured. think it's minor. And then, well, he's basically in for uh, Tyson Stingle playing a yeah. small forward role. Stingle is not too far away. could be as little as three four, weeks, something, something like that. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't know. I, th- I think they want him in the team, but I don't know if they can fit him in. And he's He got that... Um, he got basically ki- almost killed in the grand final a few years ago, and that yep. concussion issue lingered, lingered for a very long yeah. time. He came back 
I think he had a hamstring issue. Then late last year, his season was ended by a quad issue, um, but seems to have strung a bit together. So do you care that much about durability? Um, <laughs> can't really. I, I think he just got to pretend it's not there and you only need him for more like five weeks maybe. Um, I don't know. The problem is it, it it's completely stuffs up your upgrade next week going this guy. Whereas if you were getting like a 120k player, I'd actually do a proper upgrade. So um, if it doesn't kill your upgrade, I think it's fine. And you kind of hope he holds because you should get at least like two, three weeks out of him. So I don't mind it. Um, they got the nice fixture as well. So yeah, I don't mind it. I'm thinking about it, but it's just means I just can't get a rookie off next week. So that might be what I have to do. I don't know. Yeah, I think if I'm taking the risk, I'm just going to go Angwin, take the forty okay. k. You know what I mean? And look, I can't say anything now on mon- uh, Monday until the teams. But yeah, I guess he does better job security Simpson than Angwin, uh, if I had to guess. But as you said, Stengel's not too far away, and Angwin sort of has that position um, where it's like let you know it's a wing, it's more specific, and um, I know they can throw the likes of Jelly out there and stuff. But I think he sort of linked to Cooper Hamilton, who was out the week Angwin came in, and, and Cooper Hamilton's like TBC on the injury list with a foot, you know, something foot issue. So that seems long, longish term to me. Um, do we talk about Ollie Lord? I mean, he's there. I think Toddy Marshall might be back. So look, that's nah, dead last resort. I almost would just nah. cop the cop the L and not even bother. He's tall forward. Like yeah, as soon yeah. as Marshall's back, he's out. He did a decent job. I think he missed some gimmies. Um, maybe that was a week before. I don't remember. Um, he looks like a good prospect, but he's not going to score enough. Yeah. So he's a pass. And Dill Williams, look, I don't really want us to talk about it, but uh, I think every super coach are just shaking their head at that one. Um, plays two games, sub the third, and gets subbed in, scores all right plays the fourth and scores even better and now he's 200k uh and probably gonna play for a few more weeks so uh, i think he's in the team for the year he's i thought that was his best game it was intercepting all right he doesn't really no he's a good kick he's pretty precise with it so yeah yeah i think he's gonna stay i can't see him being dropped anytime soon he was the i mean bonner was the sub last week so i was even like oh with farrell out he still kind of could get you know yeah but nah played really well um but yeah now he's 200k and is it really worth it now probably not um so yeah uh, he's a low disposal guy but he's like efficient and can well, we got a few intercepts i think in the weekend hence the spike in the score so yeah uh Probably pass for 200k. Like he probably gets to three low 300s, I think. So, probably I do think you get 100k out of him. And he's got the last buy too. So, it's actually quite nice to hold through the buys. So, uh, if I'm flushed for trades and boosts, I probably wouldn't mind it, to be honest. I'd probably almost do it. But uh, yeah, just stuff's up upgrades. So, it's a hard one. Um, oh, yeah, it means I feel like, week. yeah. So, it's, yeah, especially me. Oh, because I had the, rookie to go to I went to um yeah oh, well. it's a I think it's an okay play but I can't do it well that's as far as the bubble goes really all there is like there's Wagner maybe but I think 
didn't go too well in the waffle. No, nah, 16 uh, disposals I read, so. <laughs> Bryn Tickle, but, you know, takes a rough Oh, spot. yeah, we've got well, – the way I see Tickle is I can see them reverting to Finlayson and Dixon, the way he's getting smashed in the ruck. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah with Ken, like we saw Lysette dropped. You never know what he's going to do with the with the ruck. He's like anti-Sam Hayes, like number one hate him, hates him, so – yeah, uh, what's the break even? Negative thirty-two. Um, if you have like radically at R three, I think you could almost do it, but I do worry about what they do with the ruck line. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they revert to the other two tools in the ruck, but not too sure. And then, as we said before, the the ones that have played one, um, Weddle, Rams, and a couple of Swans boys. Weddle's probably the only one that. I can see yeah. possibly coming on. And then the elevator guys like Rory Atkins. Um, they're the only one. There's someone else. It's very depressing. <laughs> so, it's so depressing to talk about. Need to get to a more positive. Need to get <laughs> know, to some upgrades a bit more positive. <laughs> oh, man. It's interesting it's so how high. we play this. It's those that, like, I don't know how many times I can bring it up, but no Chandler is going to sting a lot more than I thought. It's already stung on field, and now I'm not having access to the extra 200K. Um, yeah, it's uh, I honestly don't know what to do, but I think it's just patient and hopefully, like Seamus and Chincotta can make a bunch for us. Yeah, even me last week out at 297, he's going to get to almost 400, I'd say, obviously, depending how he goes the next two, but it's probably 50 50 chance he gets to 400, and if not, he's 370, 380. So I've just lost another hundred there, probably from him after that ton. Uh, so that doesn't feel nice either. Um, yeah, that's a bit of a mistake that just could cost us this year because we just aren't getting cash from anywhere else. And that extra, even for me, like I said, a hundred could be could be pretty pivotal. So I dare say Let's... Chester will be back in two weeks. Oh man, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think you want to go there though. I didn't like what I saw, but I think they moved him. They moved him behind the ball, which was like finally he actually was able to get into the game by doing that. So, and like they have a, I think he has to play because they have twenty six players available so yeah. he's going to travel with them he'll be there it's just yep. really um i'd have to trade him back, back in i don't know if i'd bloody do that <laughs> if you had he him, was a pretty hard watch to be honest you, could, uh, um, you, you can celebrate but um yeah if, I, if you can get me some 30s from the buyers on field i'll be happy so <laughs> that's what it's yeah. come to all right let's talk some premiums george if we're all turf instead of field like we uh we say we are which which we get are. out of here yeah. um who who are we getting in? So I'll go back to defense and obviously people might have targeted these guys recently, but I think Will Day, even at 490k now, if you you know still want to value premium and you weren't sure, you just wanted to see the one week of what would happen, um, I think I would lap that up. Uh, looks good, can can find the ball. Sometimes not the greatest user, but hey, he had 30 touches on the weekend and played a bit of half forward at times and so that's 60% CBR. I think it might even continue to rise as he comes back, but maybe not. Nash, Nash has been playing very well and sort of inserted himself in there, but he's getting enough. And 490K, I think, is fine for a D5, D6 rest of the year. You agree? Yeah. It's getting to the point where you can just pay for, like, the gap between him and, like, a Sicily and a Sinclair is much. I'd probably rather those two than Day, to be honest. Um, Possibly, yeah. But I can see Day outscoring Sicily, but I could. I think Sicily's a bit more secure because a bit more, you know, a bit older, can run out season well, 
better durability and all that. So um, yeah, four ninety k. I think um, to think it was three sixty, it would have been nice to get him then or four hundred. I think he's still a good target for your your D six. What does he average this year? Um, Ninety five to hundred, maybe. Yeah, that's what oh, it looks okay. like. He's got a really nice fixture coming up. He's got West Coast and Frio, two of the next three. So Frio this week at Optus, big ground. I think that suits him because Day has a pretty good outside game, a big ground at Optus. Uh, who's he got next? Melbourne and then, yeah, West Coast. So uh, should be okay for the short term at least. And yeah, he just looks he looks really good. So I, I'd be happy to have him. I don't think he's top six, but I think he's not far off. Yeah, I think he falls seven, eight, nine, which... To be fair, might only be a few points per game from who, who other people might have if they have the optimal defense. Uh, well, we'll loop Sicily in with him. I know you have Day, but for someone who didn't have either, would you still endorse Sicily? Is that what you were getting at for what is he forty k more? If if you had to make the choice, no, he's fifty. Yeah. Um, depends how you feel about. Yeah, future 50K. upgrades. I'd <laughs> probably still be... take Sicily for reasons why I said before. Just, I mean, it depends how much you want to value durability. So, um, at least like day you're two weeks off. Apparently, when players get suspended, they get flogged anyway at training. Um, probably they still do uh, a lot on the weekend. I would say. Yeah, so he's had two weeks rest. He's got a bike coming up. Then he's going to finish the year. So we get some. He's had you know we get decent this break that will be nice for him, I guess. So. Um, yeah, I think he's a silly. We spoke about him earlier. I think he's a he's a fine option. I think he's a, he's probably 105 this year if they continue to use more plays out of defense. Like obviously the kick-ins are well down this year, which is the main reason for putting him at 105. But uh, he's always got the upside for like a 110. So I think he's still a very solid option. Even last year, this was the point last year where he was around the low 500s and then he went absolutely berserk for the rest of the year. So he's got it in him, but... Yeah, yeah, just the kick-ins, holding him back a little bit. Yep. Um, another guy similar price to uh, to Sis Sinclair. I think he'd be a great target this week. Um, decent fixture coming up, sort of a bit of a marble run, but also some good matchups with teams. Obviously, North this week. Um, Adelaide's not too bad at Adelaide Oval, and then. I think he has some more. Mo- oh, no, he actually doesn't have that many mobile games. He sort of had a couple the yeah, last two. two. So that's, probably could have gone bigger than what he did, I'll be honest, in those two games. Still going a bit of yeah. midfield in the second half for whatever reason. Um, so maybe that's capping him a little bit. What do you think? I think he's a great option. I think the fixture is quite nice. you got Hawthorne, you got Richmond, you got West Coast over the next six weeks or so, seven weeks. Um. Oh, and if you want to extend that to nine weeks or ten, it's Gold Coast and Kilda and Hawthorne. Sorry, Gold Coast North, north and again. Yeah. Hawthorne. So the fixture oh, that's where the is, marble run starts, my boy. Yeah, MG. but I guess this is a yep. long time. The fixture for the rest rest of the year is fantastic. Nice. Yeah. I think the last two, not great, Geelong, Brisbane. But other than that, it's um yeah, they've got a lot of the hard games out of the way, like your Collingwoods and whatnot. And sitting all right, yeah. So look, I think he's a, I think he's a fantastic option. I probably prefer him to Sicily just because just on the eye, he always wants the football. I think he had a few like bad turnovers and his time on ground's been lower. It's usually in the eighties, but it's been like mid seventies the past few weeks for some reason. So fingers crossed 
I think he had a really, really long bench stint on the weekend. I think it was they played the yeah, early game. Ten minutes, I think. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe got stuck on the other side of the ground Couldn't or something. Know. So yeah. yeah, two weeks in a row, time and ground's been lower. So um yeah, just he knows how to rack it up. He'll probably get it, you know, twenty eight touches a game like he is at the moment. And yeah, I'd be pretty comfortable with him. There's not a lot of defenders with the first buy either. I think it's just like him and Lloyd. Um and Luke Ryan, if you want him, but uh, yeah, I think he's a very good option. Yeah, I think I'd peg him as of those three we just spoke about, gonna yeah score the most from from here on out. Um, but I would still probably lean day if depending on your money situation, how your rookies are going, just for that fifty k uh, that could really help you in the next week, maybe for your next upgrade. And look, I think I'll be be able to get Sinclair in at some point, and I think I want him. I just know that, yeah, that North matchup this very coming week is is nice. Um, but, hey, it may never get down down his end. But he'll probably work up and, and find a way to get involved anyway. I think I almost kicked a goal last week. So, um, And the last guy is Tom Stewart, who I just think I'd love to have him, but probably just have to let go now that we see what's going on with all the rookies, all the cash being made. I mean, he just didn't drop for, for very long. Got to 570. I think everyone snapped him up, and and he's going to be six hundred plus for the foreseeable future. Um, so, love to get him in at some point. I know he has the good buy. Um, so maybe uh, you know after that or whatever, or it sort of helps during the whole buys really. So, yeah, it's just his price, George. <laughs> yeah, much. he's a good option. He scores one twenty in his slate. Basically, it's. Yeah. Very annoying to watch. I bet the bullet in other formats, so I can like half enjoy it. But this yeah, is the best one to good. have him in, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So um, I still think with that buy, you're going to get extra points carrying him over because he'll be easy to cover. So I still, still think he's like six, what is he, 6'10", something six like ten. that. Yeah. yeah, I still think he's, I mean, he's probably slightly unders for what he can do. And they have a lot of GMHBA games for the rest of the year, if it's still called that. I think he's a good option. Um, yeah. Would you rather a 600k mid or? Yeah, we'll get to okay. him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, look, yeah, I guess you can feel Jim Cotter in this week is what I'm thinking in either line. So it doesn't matter too much. But uh, I think a lot of people's mids are bare. They've got a forward or two in there. They've got like yeah. 10 or 12 forwards and defenders already because of, you know, Zeeble, Shizu, all that. And. All that sort of thing. So Fox and day as well. And like just, came cheap. Yeah. That yeah, and the fact we started four forwards already. So yeah, maybe you want the mid to sort of shore that up. I know the mid bench is looking dire. That's probably the the worst one of the lot oh, as well. If I get it so, laid out, there's there's yeah. problems. <laughs> so maybe yeah, you want a mid, um, which I guess we'll get to now. And there's a couple of cheap ones. So Jack Steele, I know we just spoke about Sinclair, but um, is uh, a bit like either people either are fully on. In or they're like, nah, don't want to go near him. And I think I'm more in the in in the don't want to go near him for now. Anyway, I know he's really nice and cheap at five thirty five. Um, and I think his break even is still fairly high, like not not high where he's going to drop, but um, one twenty six. So, um, yeah, as we said with Sinclair North this week, that's a very good matchup. Probably the best in the league at the moment. Maybe them and West Coast. So, uh, ten tackles. I guess that is the one thing you'd point to if you're worried about his shoulder, but 
he's still got some plates and screws in there, doesn't he, George? And that just worries yeah, me. Yeah, it's. Uh... I've got the first week, first game back two weeks ago in my mind, watching him go, and this guy has not ready to play for football yet. And yeah, he looks very much like a lot better week just gone, but I don't know. It just worries me. Yeah, I think uh, the more you consider Jake Steele, it's directly proportional to how highly you're concerned with your your cash gen and I'm significantly worried. So yeah. I'm probably going to bring him in this week. Yeah. Now, if you are considering steel, I think um, if you have options like, yeah, like other plays you want to get instead, I'd probably go that route. There is an interview on SEN with Kane and Jared Healy uh, with Jack Steele probably about less than a week ago. Yeah. So they say like he's got like a rod holding it together. He's got 10 screws in there. Um, he said he might get it removed in the off season, um, but he says he feels no pain. He's not on pain medication. Um, like gaining, trying to get like he took a few hits there and just you know trying to get that confidence in his in his um, in his shoulder. Basically, um, I don't think it's going to be an issue for him um, in terms of well, it, like it, it could be if he cops like a massive hit there because he got all the, that shit in there going on, but. Look, he tackled really hard. I know uh, Seb's a Saint sport in our Discord was saying that sometimes he could see still hesitate a little bit whether to go in or not in the contest. Um, injury aside, I think uh, coming to the season, he didn't look 100%. Um, slowly worked his way into it, but his outside game, I think, has improved. His running is definitely very good. Um, I think it's been well documented about how he's like lost weight in the, in the preseason because Ross told him to. Uh, him and Seb Ross. I don't know if you saw that, but yeah. I did, I did, I did, yeah. Okay, yeah. Basically, um, Ross said, uh, you guys you know, need to be more fit, basically. We're running side now. This you is, and yeah. drop some weight. Um, so, look, I think for 530K, I'm not quite sure how many mids at this price we're going to get. Now, Jack Still, you can wait on. I, I think the smart thing to do is wait. Uh, I just want to get in now because I need a mid now and I need to leave slots in the forward line and defense line because um, I've only got two slots there, basically. So I want to grab a mid. I'll take Jack Steele. Um, he, I think it's your comments. What were you saying before? Like, um, didn't look like, doesn't look like super great on the eye. I, I can see that. Um, I think he's working. He's, he said like in the first half of like when he said like he wasn't good last week, he was saying that like in the first half, he was a bit like off the pace. He could kind of feel it, but he worked his way into the game. I think they sent him to Patrick Cripps, just followed him around for the second half. Yeah. Uh, the CBAs with that game were in the 40s. They've jumped up to the 80s. So I thought he looked miles better this week than last week. There's still, he still doesn't look um, what he, like what he was. And I don't think he's that one 125 plus guy anymore, but I think he can do 110. Um, yeah. If he does like 105, honestly, I'll still take it for his price. So and I don't have anyone in the in that buy round, so I think I've just rambled for five minutes on steel. Hopefully, it made sense. But uh, yeah, I think it's better to wait a week. But I thought I saw enough for me to take the. I don't know if you want to call it pun. I guess you could, but yeah, I'll probably bring him in this week. Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense at the price. Like you're not going to get, as you said, a mid that's capable of doing one ten sort of numbers at that price. Really, like the only other one I can think of is maybe like a. I don't know, Noah Anderson or something, but he's shot up to 556 now. Now with no two for maybe a couple of months, but um, yeah, 530 is pretty nice for a guy we know that, um, you know, has done it in the past. And I think you're right in what you're saying with his outside game. That 
sort of improve to where he can maybe, you know, raise his floor a bit if his contested game is a little bit less. Um, because, yeah, look, I know he had 10 tackles, but I saw a lot of them just sort of, uh, you know, hanging behind a guy, they get the ball, yeah. just the instant sort of hug where it's not a big, you know, chase it's down. It's special. Yeah. You don't have to put a lot into those. Uh, and it's funny that you get a tackle for that, whereas if you nail someone uh, and chase down, but they the handball flicks to a teammate, you don't. So, look, there was a few of them, but he's always going to be in those positions. So I, I think that's that's fine. Um, I'm going to wait a week. And if he looks all right again, plays well against North, I'm happy to wait the week and cop a, I don't know, 10K more price uh, next week. Yeah. If, if it's possible to to find a downgrade, so um, that's where I'm sitting, I think, and I'll and I'll go probably someone else this week and just wait one more. Um, the other one's Callum Mills was probably a bit harder to read because we know what he can do for sure. He's not under any injury cloud. He's just been playing all over the place, um, and I guess for good reason. They've had a few injuries down back. He's covered there, dropped a few nineties this week. Played more midfield again, back up to like. 47, almost 50 CBAs, but only scored an 80. So, again, I didn't catch this game on the Saturday, um, but just maybe didn't didn't find it well enough. I know Luke Parker had a big game or a big two or three quarters. Errol finished strongly, but he wasn't really playing midfield. So maybe he just didn't, uh, you know, because he's been playing been more wing. for probably three weeks. Yeah, maybe a bit more wing as well. Yeah. That's the problem with Mills is he plays about four positions, or he can. So when another horse... It's down somewhere or needs to throw somewhere to someone else. He, he's the one. So we know he can do scoring-wise. Um, and, you know, Mills for 5.30, if you've, uh, you know, you heard that over the last year or so, you would uh, you would snap that up. But I think we just want to see maybe a week or two more of what's happening. So Pies this week, I wouldn't be interested anyway at the G. I would just leave that. And then they've got Frio and North the next two. So... Look, it's tough. They've always they love and road bottom in there. Parker's always going to be in there. Chad Warner, of course, he's just sort of the fourth guy, and then fills in elsewhere at the minute. And they still want to get Gordon in there when they can. So there's too many guys for me now. But if I see it turn towards one week, and he's still five thirty, five forty, I'm just be like, you know what, stuff it, get him in. So he's 5.30 with 1.20 break even against the Pies. So just looking at the heat map from last week, like, who they, was it Geelong? It played like, no, it was the, playing on Tom Hawkins. No, no, the, the week, week before. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was playing, yeah, called the whole game. Yeah, so that's all, his heat map's all down back. And then his, um, this one is inside mid and wing, which is what I heard. Yeah, okay. Now the CBAs went back up. I think they need him in there because they're, they're in a bit they're of trouble at the poorly. moment. How they're going, yeah. yeah. Look, you never know. There could be one week where he gets 60. There could be another week where he gets zero, depending on injuries. Uh, Rob, uh, Robbie Fox is out with, I believe it was concussion. He should be back. He's listed as a test. So yeah. hopefully he's get back. He can play down back. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where we're at the point where there's a bit of hoping because <laughs> like that's Probably. sort of the play you need to make, and that's sort of where I'm leaning with Jack Steel, and it's just not, it's not optimal because you can get a guy you're a bit more certain on if you pay a bit more, but that's why plays are cheaper because things have, you know, might have gone wrong. Yeah, um, I'll look at him next week because I think the fixture is not bad. So I had yeah, Freo North. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, but that's just one more week away. So yeah, so after Collingwood this week. It's at the point where I, I feel like I have to 
Uh, and that's the thing. Back half of last year, he didn't even do 110 and he was getting like CBAs in the 40s or 50s. So that's probably what you can expect. I think that's the um, that's a big problem. If you see the CBAs skyrocket to like 70 plus, I'd be surprised. Uh, I just remember the interview in the preseason. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm just so happy to play Reva, um, versatile. <laughs> and this music to John Longmire's uh, music to his ears. And uh, much to the detriment of us uh, fantasy players. Um, it's not something you should do if you're confident you can get the best players. If you are not confident that you're going to finish a team, well, that's sort of the sort of play you would make, in my opinion. Yeah. But things can go wrong. So I think his floor is still like 100 from here. If he's getting 40s, CBAs in the 40s, because he only really went back to cover for the McCartan boys, I think. So, yeah, McCartan's back. I've just looked Malikin, who's sort of forgotten, but might be required, is back in one week. So, the real problem he was rampy, right? Like, if he was, wasn't he's six to eight weeks, yeah, then but I think, um, better, but he didn't, doesn't heat map says he didn't play defense. So, this week, yeah, um. They took Pepley out of the CBAs. They put Gordon out of the CBAs. Um, they love Robottom. Yeah, that Robottom, Warner, Parker, just max CBAs each, basically, I think all 70s and 80s. I think it's one we we just look at it again next week. Uh, ideally, you wait to the buys, I think. Um, get a bigger sample, a data sample. Because yeah, he could easily be 60 next week and then 30 the week after. Like That's what it was the first three rounds. I think it was like 20, 30, and then 60 or something like that. Who knows, honestly, about 510k, it's, yeah, at the price. It could be like a competition winner, but um, or like a ticket potential to fly up the ranks, or it could be just a headache every week. So, yeah, yeah, if you got more money, you got more certainty, but that's where we're at. So, I think monitor next week. Yeah, if still for this week, if I had to choose, and then Callum, I probably need to see one more. Um, so, still ahead for me right now, but that could change next week. Uh, but yeah, I, as you said, ideally we don't have to look at either of these guys, but you kind of kind of do when value present uh, presents, especially this year. You want to take it now. Value's presenting, I guess, with Clayton Oliver, who's at six fifty k, which is, I guess, value for him. But non-owners sort of pegged this week as the week to get him. I know that he had North last week, but still had a fairly high break break even, and unfortunately for us, didn't go as big as we would have liked. Um, yeah, it was kind of. I didn't have him. Oh, you got him in as well for seven hundred. We, I think, we were panicking. We both didn't have him. Both saw, saw that Neil and Petrarca both went like one seventy plus on them. I saw. So, the, I mean, I had McRae. I saw the opportunity there because McRae, but yeah, 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 probably hasn't been that great of a trade. I don't know, but I still rather have Clary. Don't get me wrong, because yeah. now people sort of have a question. If you're not an you're not an owner of him, you see this cash crisis. Are you still getting him? Someone in for six hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <sighs> Uh, again, same answer. It's still two hundred thousand from Setterfield. Like it's yeah. two hundred thousand from Setterfield. I mean, I think uh, he's he threatened to go massive, and he just um, cruised in second gear. I think he realised track was getting the three votes. <laughs> um, you have a track. He's a he's a good six fifty for Oliver is a good price. So if you can get him in and you're confident that you're going to keep upgrading, then I think you do. If not, then yeah. Just keep save 100k on someone, and that 100k will help you get a rookie off next week or the week after. So yeah. it just depends. But yeah, I still think he's a yeah, very good price, and they got the nice run even after North. So yeah, Gold Coast this week. 
Yeah. Um, his teammate, as we just mentioned uh, before, old Christian Petrarca. What under JD getting him in this week, I know, with the big score against North. Um, but it might be for more reason than what I think even JD was getting him for because it kind of did slip my mind that, you know, only two, three weeks ago we got reminded that he was, or alerted that he was only 0.3% off forward DPP. And that came as a surprise. You know, we don't obviously have the numbers, but you look at his CBAs, you see 60, 70, 70, 70, and you go, oh, well, you know, you don't, you don't even think about it. But he had that in the first four or five weeks and he almost got forward eligibility. So what that indicates is he's, you know, starting centre bounce, a lot like what your Papalese, your, your stringer, all those stringer, to be honest, on the weekend was playing probably more just fully on ball. But, you know, they start centre bounce, they, they rotate forward and they have someone like, in Melbourne's case, a sparrow rolling off half forward that track would, you know, instantly swap with and go play off, off half forward and still play around the ball. But it doesn't, you know, in champion data's thing, doesn't count as midfield. So, um, that was the case. I think the first game after the DPP changes, he had another 60% CBAs without checking. And then on the weekend, it was lowered again. So um, I would say right now, George, he is over the threshold and in DPP territory. Yeah. Issue is that's four weeks away for the second installment. And the other issue is that if you don't have him, he's now 599, has a 170 in his system. And if he is getting forward in two weeks, say against Gold Coast and Hawthorne, plays a lot forward, which I guess the theory is against the easy wins or the lesser teams he does tend to. He's going to be 650, 60K by the time you realise he's a must-have and I don't want another player they have to bring in at that price. If you know, Say you already don't own Clary. You don't want another one who's almost guaranteed F1, maybe F2 um, for that price. So... Does it make sense to you to get him in this week? I can't do it. It's too much. And I know that he's got this big score in him now, so he's got he's gone for however long. Um, I won't be able to get him in straight away if, if he does get DPP, like he's tracking, or we think he's tracking too. Um, he's prone to down games. We saw that last year, just destroyed North. I don't think he's even had that many big games this year. He's just had the one monster. No, it was gonna, like two nineties and then four hundreds, pretty flat hundreds. So yeah, I'll let it go. I'm not paying six. I, I can't pay six hundred, and I know that you know when he gets the DPP, if he does, uh, he'll be probably out of reach. But I think yeah, I missed a bad one. I'll bet against for a bit, and hopefully, last year, although he did hit the knee issue into the flu, I think, um, or I think the flu like, like lingered for two weeks or something, and he got to sub five hundred. Um. It's, it's at the point where you're waiting for players to play through the flu and drop in price or something. So even like Laird, like Laird basically set out the fourth quarter, really set the first 10, 15 minutes on the bench, um, whole subgate there. And, you know, these things, you, you kind of wait for like things to go wrong with the players and then that's when you pick them up after that. And he's probably one where with all the mids, like we saw Zach Merritt CBAs randomly drop. You're kind of waiting for things to go wrong and then fix itself up. And then you pick them off. So that's where I'm at at the moment. I can't pay 600 for truck. So I'm not, not on my radar at the moment. But yeah, in the future, yes. Something I'll have to think about um, this week hard because I can do him. I've got the cash or I can go to a Sinclair, you know, have 70K in the bank instead of 10 or 20. So um, it might help me next week. I think we've got a guest or a visitor. 
Hey, hey boys. He's here. I heard, I heard uh, Petraka and I heard some slander, so I just had to drop by <laughs> real quick. There was uh, no, no slander. We were, oh, yeah, we were quite nice, actually, in. surprisingly. I praised you, mate. Um, yeah. I don't know if it was in your thinking, the DPP, JD, was it, when you were bringing him in this week or... No, 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 no. Um, I like I fixture. picked him just as a as a mid. So if he stays mid only, I'm fine with it. Um, I think there's like there was really only one game where he spent considerable time forward, and the rest was all mid and was trending back towards mid. So I, I didn't really have him pegged as DPP. It's just that uh, Petrarca is a flat track bully. Like his difference in wins and losses last year was something like plus thirty. So um, when you see a really soft fixture for Petrarca, it was a good time to jump on, especially just given the other constraints within my team. Still got a couple of good games, so I actually don't mind people jumping on. But I think jumping on for the DPP is going to lead to disappointment because I, I have a feeling you won't get it. It's weird. I mean, we I just spoke about it with, with George, but like we thought that at the first juncture and he was 0.3% off with 70% CBA games. So like obviously it's that role where he, he pushes forward quite soon after. Um, and then this week it was only, what, 40 CBAs, right? So... <laughs> If the problem is it's four weeks away, so you, you're taking a risk, not a risk, but you're punting on that quite a while out. Uh, unless I mean, you you're quite happy. You're still you're happy, happy with him as a mid. It, correct. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not saying it's the end of the world, but um, yeah, with that big score, he will be a big price in a few weeks. So that's my thinking. I can do it, but it might be smarter to yeah get a 540k defender, keep him extra money in the bank because that might be very very much uh, needed the next couple of weeks. So uh, where are we up to? Yeah, good timing. Merritt, what the hell happened there? I know you were very keen, George. Um, oh, God, I'm going to get blamed for this one. Oh, you're um, getting blamed. I mean, I got Walsh, who was speaking about it. He was, well, I, uh, who was similar. I was um, watching. I mean, JD can probably yeah. speak a bit more, but when he was in the midfield, he was quite effective. He was applying pressure, getting the tackles. Um, Stringer CBAs were 80%. I thought Setterfield, as we were speaking about before, he was terrible. So I can see him potentially leaving the rotation. Um, he was on Dangerfield for a bit, and Danger was probably, what, second BOG to Hawkins maybe. Um, yeah, I think Merritt's CBA should go back up, and he's definitely one I'm keeping my eye on. Um, hopefully their CBAs are bad for next week, and then they go back up. He's got the nice run in, I think, two weeks. Uh, yeah, like really interesting game. So the big change in the midfield was, well, there's been two. So Hobbs was remained in even though Merritt came back. And that, I think that definitely affected things, even though um, Hobbs himself had pretty low CBAs this week and Caldwell went backwards as well, all the way to zero. The other big thing that happened was Stringer got 80% CBAs. And this is kind of interesting because this is two weeks in a row where Brad Scott's actually given... Stringer, a pretty important task. So last week, if you remember, he was lining up against Dacos um, at halfback and then pushing into the midfield with him. And then this week, uh, he was getting some mid-time, but they decided, I think, ultimately, he was probably the better matchup for Dangerfield and could probably expose him offensively, which he did. Both of them had really good games, but at least Stringer kind of matched him from an output uh, perspective where, you know, trying to put a stopper like a set, set of field on wasn't really doing much. So I'm quite curious as to what happens with Stringer now because we've seen in the past, was it the back end of 2021 where he was an excellent pick where he was getting 80% CBAs. Um, I think it was like round 14 on. Yeah, he did one time. So um, he's actually like very cheap at the moment, but, you know, obviously, you know, 
durability, injury history, all that stuff at, at like 390k. But yeah, I'm like curious to see is what they what they do with the midfield rotations. The other change they made was moving Shield forward. And that's been almost universally praised this week um, with Shield going forward and kind of adding something different to our forward line. Uh, so selection will be quite interesting because um, Menzies and Davey both got a rest. We cut a lot of our smalls, added in extra defenders, and then had the extra midfielder as well. And I have a feeling that the balance will change this week. Uh, so, yeah, what that means, I'm not sure. The other thing to watch out for Merritt is um, Durham got suspended for one week uh, for a sling tackle on Blitz. Uh, so he's one of our wingers. And, uh, you know, Merritt and Setterfield are both the type that could push out and play the wing um, in, in absence of Durham. And I'm not really sure who we'd bring in from the twos to replace him. Heppel's got to come back who has managed, but, like, that's not the answer in and of itself. So, yeah, uh, I think, like, the problem with Essendon is a lot changed this week and it's hard to know what will stick versus what was just game plan for Geelong. So I'd be pretty hesitant about jumping on any of them. I'd be worried about Setterfield for sure. Um, if you're a parish owner, you're probably pleasantly surprised because it doesn't matter kind of what the game script is or how they're moving rotations. They're just going to give him mid-70s CBAs and he'll do his 30 touches in a 105. Um, but yeah, everyone else seems to be in flux. So um, Merritt, I've still got a keen eye on, especially if he drops price over the next couple of games, which we will see. Um, but it, of course, it depends on what's happening else, uh, what else is happening with the side and who remains and who goes. Yeah, I'm still keen at some point, I think. I just might wait and see what happens the next few weeks. And then as we spoke about in previous weeks, fixture sort of opens up a bit for you guys um, just before the buy. So I think yeah. I'll just uh, so continue to see what happens. It's like, uh, so we play Richmond in round 10 after Port and Brisbane. And then from that point, we have West Coast North and we have both of them again in round 21 yeah. and 22. So um, those two sides have been leaking massive scores. And if you've got four games against those in your last, uh, what, 12, um, 13 games. That's obviously a really positive sign for anyone you're jumping on. I think there's also like a Frio game in there as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I could see them being really handy pickups like any of the SNM mids, but I'd be waiting the next couple of weeks of the Port and Brisbane games just to see what adjusts and changes and then make a decision. Uh, I'd come around, you know, round 10, round 11, around that time. Yep. I can agree with all of that. Um so, yeah, just look at him in a few weeks, George, if we even have the ability to do it, <laughs> getting any yeah. premiums in. Oh, if he hits 550, he's straight in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care uh, what the CBAs are. He's in. A couple of Carlton mids. Uh, mentioned Walsh just off the top. Um, I got him in this week. Didn't catch the game a single second, but just saw they had the fifth highest fantasy score for a team ever. Um, and that probably ended on why they all struggled to score what you would have thought they would um, with all the ball they had because they've sort of been doing it that this, this year, a bit Carlton, flicking it around a lot, and I know I guess West Coast, that's probably quite easy to do, but yeah, Walsh's CBAs were only about 30 40%, so for whatever reason, George Hewitt generally played like 95% in there. Crips almost the same, and then... Chair has been in pretty good form uh, as well. So, um, look, I looked at Walsh's heat map. He still was getting ball from back pocket to forward pocket. It's sort of what he does. He still is around the pill all the time. But um, I don't think against West Coast you get much out of what is truly going to happen for them going forward. So I guess we'll see what happens against Brisbane this week. But at his price now anyway, I don't think I'd be jumping on, uh, especially now we know what we the cash crisis we're in. I just wouldn't be looking at him. Um, any other thoughts on Walsh? I know you guys were worried about his injury or his preseason and off season anyway. 
Yeah, like lack of preseason to concern. If all the Blues mids are firing, who actually gets the points? And it's really hard to know this week because what literally all of Walsh, Hewitt, Chera, um, Cripps, like all went basically like one twenty plus in fantasy. It was even worse than that as well. Um, you know, Doherty, Doherty tunned up, even though he'd been in pretty poor form up until that point. And Kennedy came on and did well with his twenty five percent tog as well. So, yeah, I think <laughs> just at at the price point, it's probably pretty hard for me to buy Walsh at the moment. Uh, it looks really nice if you just look at his score in isolation, but given that they played West Coast, it's really hard to take much out of it. And then their next three is Brisbane, Pies, and Collingwood. And those are probably three of the hardest teams um, when it comes to scoring points. Uh, actually, no, I think Brisbane's been all right to score on, but um, then like Dogs and, and Pies have Pies been pretty is hard. stout. They just yeah. look it all up. And then uh, like Swans and Melbourne the week after. So if you look at those next five, like genuinely uh, could go zero and five over them. Um, So that makes it pretty hard for me to actually want to buy into any of the Blues, even though like if I had to pick one, it probably still would be Walsh over Cripps. Yeah. With that said, Cripps like 23 contested on the weekend. (laughs) He's just, yeah, a beast. Yeah, six kicks is very weird though. Yeah, six kicks, seven handballs, and then eight (laughs) tackles, which is nice to see. Yeah, look, we just don't. Pay much attention to that game. That would have been the easiest 20 minutes that Kennedy's ever played in his life, I would have thought. Um, By the way, like, if you guys haven't covered it already, how bad was Saturday Night Football? Like, you just wanted any type of interest and you're swapping between Melbourne North and like Carlton West Coast. You just had to hope you had, you know, like Petrarca or Clary combined with your Sheasel. Otherwise, Chandler, I'm sure despair. you would have enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, Chandler. Chandler was a good watch. But yeah, just outside of that, it, there was. If you if you weren't into Supercoach or fantasy, then you could do anything else on your Saturday night this week because those games were bad, even if you supported Melbourne and Carlton. Yeah. No, I said at the start, I didn't catch any games, so I'm quite happy that was all the, the Saturday night. I didn't see a single second. So, yeah. Um, George, you and Walsh, there's not much to be said. You're not going in your room. Uh, I still don't mind the price. I, anyway. I, I can't. I don't know what the CBAs would be. I didn't back half for last year. Was it his back troubling him? Just look, when you're rolling up from half forward, you don't get those opportunities to tackle as much. Marks were down, tackles were down. Again, like, was he carrying something? Probably. Um, yeah, I can't pay 6, six 10, 6, 20. Um, no. No. Nah. He only had five contested, so that's probably what's down. He still managed 10 tackles somehow. But um, anyway, we'll talk about another one that's a little bit more interesting because he's cheaper, and that's George Hewitt, who had probably his best game. Again, for the year, but as we said, against North, uh, against West Coast. But he's only 480K. Old George, and um, you know, we started him for what three ninety nine last year. He's just had a very poor start to the year um, by last year's standards, but yeah, pumped out of one twenty. Ah, oh, look, would you be if you're in that dire stretch? Would you look at someone who's even fifty k cheaper than Steel? <laughs> I don't think I'd be going near it personally, but yeah, George just sort of said the um, or JD just said He's... the uh, fixture coming up, but I wouldn't like it. No, I don't know what he is this year. Like we saw how good he was last year. I think he had a finger issue as well. Um, interrupted preseason. Had the uh, him and Walsh had both had the back surgery. He is an interesting one, and I don't think it's the worst play. He's four eighty k, and I think he can do a hundred to one hundred five from here, which is okay for his price. Again, it's not optimal, but it is what it is this year. So. Um, yeah, CBAs around one were quite good. There were 90. He missed a game, I think, with a finger issue. Then there were 73, 29 CBAs, 58, and then 67 back up to 90 this week. Mm. Um, 
I guess you have to go this week because he's 480. And then it's like you're paying probably five, 10 next week. So um, it could be good. I'll probably leave it. Again, like limited preseason doesn't fill me with confidence. Like, can he get back to the, his best with the limited preseason? I'm not too sure. So I think I'll let it go, but I can see it. I think it's okay if you want to go for it. I'm not going to talk you out of it. Um, yeah, I'm just not 100% sure he's going to recapture that form, but he could. I don't know. Yeah, I'll probably say no thanks, even though he can outperform that price easily. But, um, yeah, I'd rather look at like a forward or something for that price. You can do similar, at least, you know, or a defender, as I said. If he was a defender, would you pick it? Yeah, probably. Hewitt? But again, there's, yeah, again, there's Will Day, similar price. Just, it, yeah, he's in better form and... Doesn't have harder matchups coming and all that yeah, sort of thing. So. Hopefully, without yeah. um, recovering anything you just have, but like sub 500k mids, it's like Hewitt, Raul, and Warner. What's the point? Yeah. Are, are there any of them that you like? Probably Chad, because he can Chad sort of go on a big run. But swam, yeah, yeah, if they turn form, probably too long out from the end of the year for me to do that. So that's like a last ten weeks sort of hit. Um, Fiorini, I guess is. At least this price, if someone was 330k and you liked them, it's what you I would prefer because there's scope to make a bit of cash. But um, he actually went down in mid-time on the weekend uh, from weeks prior and, it was, you know, got the puff piece, more mid-time and all that jazz. More CBAs, they, they said. More CBAs, blah, 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 more mid-time. They even mentioned on commentary, I think, early in the game. Um, and that, that wasn't really true, but he still managed to find a lot of the ball, kick a goal against a, a pretty horrible Tigers team. So I don't think you take much from that and you didn't really see the role you wanted, to be perfectly honest. Um, so yes, like a 12 break even, got 100 in the system. Uh, but I don't see that really continuing. And they got Melbourne this week. So, you know, he's playing a bit of an outside game there. I just don't know if I'd... Well, I know. I wouldn't be going there for sure now. So anything you wanted to see last week didn't really eventuate besides a good score that's sort of all you got and you didn't really get it the way you would have you would have hoped so no interest from me anyway no yeah, not too, at that price too, too too risky um one with the price and then two with the lack of cbas if you'd seen 60 70 cbas and i could totally understand people jumping on board but yeah hard no for me i think melbourne west coast brisbane in the next three I could imagine two bad scores and one good score coming out of that. I have have a feeling. I mean, you would have watched that game closer than any of us, I know, but Fiorini was not having to work very hard to get on the outside and get some uncontested kick mark, and that's where it felt like a lot of his scoring was coming from, especially when uh, the Gold Coast were on top. So I'm just pretty worried. I think that, that game was very favorable for a role that wasn't particularly good. Yeah, I, I watched him because I uh, took the pun in fantasy. He was around stoppages a lot like throughout the whole game, but it start winging a fair bit. Um, he'd like, he constantly looks for cheap marks. Sometimes they didn't give it to him just cause it was like, what's the, why am I going to pass to you for, you know, five meters gain sort of thing. Um, no, not for super coach though. No, I think you might and be I will, right I will, fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. I would just say as well, I believe Ned Flanders made a return on the weekend in the twos and got something like 40 touches. I want to say it was, I think it was um, 30 odd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, did I say 40? And I also said Ned Flanders, which was totally intentional. Yeah. I know his name's Sam. Um, so, yeah, so uh, 
uh, with with that, like I think he's back into the side this week, and the type of role Fiorini was playing was what Flanders was preferred for, like that uh, half forward kind of pushing up onto the ball, maybe getting a little bit of CBA time. So, uh, yeah, I'm a little bit worried about what happens when Flanders comes back because I assume he's straight back into the side this week. That was like a Flanders type game from Fiorini in the preseason, mm-hmm. really. Like just. It was. Yeah. And to be fair, I think, J.D., we had three or four AFL-listed players and they had 22 in that game in the VFL. So. Yeah. But I think, yeah, what Humphrey got subbed out, he might be in for him, give that kid a rest or something and play forward, something like that. Anyway, we'll move on. We've got a bit more to talk about. Um, just in the, as far as the forward line, really, like, assuming most people own the ones that they all do, Cogs, maybe Butters are the two that people might still not. They're both at a similar price. A few would have got Cogs last week uh, and been... Decently happy, but I think in Cox fashion, he probably didn't go as big as he should have, but that's that's kind of what he does. Um, picked a couple of goals, but had a few clangers as he does. I'd be still him over Butters personally. Um, I don't know how you sit, George, but just quickly maybe. Uh, that's just between the two. Who would you pick? Um, I think I've told people Butters earlier in the year, but I think I've switched to Cogs. Simply one is 80% CBA, the other is... 55, so Cogs. His fixture over the next four is quite rough, like Dogs, Pies, Saints, Geelong uh, over there. And then like right before his buy is Richmond, North back-to-back, Frio. So uh, maybe you can target him in a month if you don't have him, but he is quite cheap. I'm not even sure he'll be this cheap by then, so low break even on 50. So I'll wait this one out. He's had a few really good games, so maybe a regression one comes, maybe not, but... Uh, I'll leave it for now, but I'll keep my eye on him. JD, I know you got Cogs, but he was. Could he, you go? You'd still prefer own, owning him over Butters, for instance. These are these are really only oh, two that people don't have, right? So there's not much to talk about down forward. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. I really like Butters as a player. Uh, I prefer watching him, I think, to Cogs as well. It's just maybe a little bit hard because part of the reason to pick him was it was a relatively soft. Um, fixture for mids and he hasn't really given you big scores in the last couple of games where Cogs has kept on and I think you know he had a, a good couple of scores well he had a good like a reasonable score this week of 108 even though Green, Kelly and Perryman were all back in the side which is probably the concern would he still score as well with everyone in and he like held up alright um, I think the thing with Cogs uh, is once again fixtures tough like Bulldogs, Collingwood, Saints, Geelong in the next four is like a very tough matchup for mids. Uh, but then after that, it opens up a little bit with uh, Richmond, North, Fremantle. So I don't know. Like it's it's a bit hard because I, I don't like – I'm not desperate for Cogs at 530K anymore. I think at sub 500 is probably like reasonable time, especially with no green in the side. But uh, now I feel like he's getting closer to reasonably priced that I just – I'm not jumping on these guys. I think – You've got better options, whether it's like Steele or Sinclair, that I'd rather rather look at. Yep, fair enough. If you wanted to get him, it's fine though. Like it's it's okay. Yeah. He's going to be top six or thereabouts. Yeah, I think he's someone I'll look at maybe after the harder fixtures pass. See how he goes. I'm not too desperate for someone like that in my team, but yeah, I still think he's a fine option. I still think I'd go him over Butters too, personally as well. But I still think Butters can, can do quite well. He's just uh, a bit uh, more of a roller coaster to watch. I mean, they both probably are, to be fair. Butters, you never know what's going to happen and with his body. And Cogs, you never know what's going to happen with the ball. Um, 
we sort of spoke about the rookies at the start, George. So I guess now we'll just speak about some guys that can can be traded out. Setterfield, we can move on. We've spoken about him and flagged him off enough, but <laughs> I think he's like there's zero percent zero percent chance he's not exiting our teams this week. Um, Jinbi, yeah. Look, I don't think too many own him anymore, but we can probably just mention him and move past him. Probably more down back, so less tackles for him. Yeah. Um, Looks got tags this week. It's probably not the worst matchup in the world. Well, it isn't. Um, yeah, can go. We're calling this segment "Who Can Go," and he's definitely one that can go. Um, Fergus is the same. Uh, yeah. Very bad score. Unluckily, what ran into a post? I think you said and didn't score after that. So I mean, he's probably on for like a forty forty five. Just that ran into salt in the wound. Yeah. <laughs> the the he timing was, of this was hilarious. Oh, because like, Seamus. <laughs> Yeah, so oh, I didn't see what happened. Up. What happened? But Seamus Mitchell gets subbed, right? And Very then, early, um, by the way. Ten minutes to go in the third, he gets subbed. Oh, and then, go on, um, and then like so, I tweet out like my bench is dead. Um, you know, Mitchell's been subbed. Like you know, seven out of eight are dead. And then it's like as I'm hitting tweet, Fergus runs into a pole. Uh, like you know, kind of like goal running for the ball. Yeah, like runs into the goalpost. Uh, like. Yeah, it looked like it just looked like the way he hit that he was going to have knocked himself out and he was going to be done too. And that was like the last of them gone. So I don't know. Yeah. He, uh, hopefully he's okay. That's all I can say. Well, he yeah, spent the he's... last 15 on the bench. So that's yeah. like concern. Oh, yeah. Uh, he is someone that I think can go just based on um, break even, although like they have the good matchup this week. Yeah, it's not the They were targeting the Mitch Lewis a ton. I was going to say, looking at the stats, obviously, yeah, like 10 marks or something, Lewis dominated. Kelly just yep. just kicked one goal four, you know, so he could have gone pretty big. So, um, And I think this is the concern, like the last three weeks where he'd gone 70s, he was the only forward target really and did a good yeah. job. But now they've got some diversity uh, in there and Mitch has always been, I think, the preferred target over Fergus. Yeah. Mitch is a gun as well. I'd love to have him at Ooh, yeah. any club. Yeah. Uh, so he can go. That's the end of that. Um, Radigalia, someone I own, is pretty much in the exact same boat, I'd say, as um, as Fergus. Uh, just watching that game, I did watch that game. He just wasn't intercepting, dropped a couple marks as he's as he's tended to do. But uh, you know, in his in his good games, uh, he wasn't doing that. But Stuart, Stuart was uh, lapping up a lot more of the intercepts, and it just Rat was trying to play lockdown on on the weed and. He got destroyed, to be perfectly honest, in the end. Uh, what did we end with, like, five? Um, so, yeah, didn't look too yep. great. But back at the the Cattery, um, I think it's a lot easier for him to do do what he does. And maybe Adelaide's not the best, but there'll be a lot of, uh, you know, inside 50 ball that he'll have a chance to lap up. So, for my personal choice, I'm keeping him over green. Um, but I still think he's in the category of he can go if you've got him, for sure, and you need to look for someone to to get rid of he's he's done his job so uh good on him and then max michelaney as well um i think we were saying this before the pod george he's or was it at the start he you know at 180k he's been a, a decent trading still not the greatest but uh yeah if, if someone opted to go for him at 240 it's been a disaster 60 50 50 and only got you about what 60k so yeah yeah i guess it's like i brought in callahan for 240 he's actually come good now but even <laughs> though he's come good he's like only made i think 60k since i sold him so like they it's spit hard. out a bad they spit out a bad one and they're like their cash in is destroyed for like a month so 
They need yeah. to like pump out a massive one. So yeah, lesson for next year, like two forty k mid prices and rookies. Um, unless they have like a massive scope, like high CBAs or something, key distributor role, then it's like it's pretty rough to for them to be a good pick. It's hard, right? Because Chandler at two hundred was the right call this year, um, but in previous years that's backfired. And then we said like with Mickey Max that backfired. So it's just really hard. Like once you get past like the one sixty range the chance that the pick backfires is so large because it doesn't take much for it to, you know, only make 50, 60 K rather than 120, 150. Yep. Some players just like, even, patient. like we're talking about deal with this for like, even like Chan at 200 K, like he, he'll make the 150, which is good, but he's had to absolutely like tear it up to. Yeah. He's averaged to 80 and been yeah. an on field option. And like, it's really rare. Yeah. But when you so got like, him in, it was 50, 50 back to back and you were going, oh crap. And then he's gone 8,500. So. Uh, it's they're rookie players. They're risk for reason. Two hundred k works. I'd say three <laughs> percent of the time, uh, you know, than it does. So uh, some players can make you money there. Look, Max. Yeah, look, we all missed him from the start. Even at one eighty, I guess he's made one twenty. But you're still taking a big risk there, and you got him in that week, and he smashed out a hundred and played his best game. Uh, but yeah, obviously he's in the category of who can go. And then we've got someone who's more elevated price and that's Brody Grundy. What? <sighs> I'm a little bit sick of talking about Grundy, not that we do it too much, but this is just, I just don't know what you would do in this situation. I would full send Max Gordon. Hope he gets is that literally status. all there is? Just go Max and hope for the best. I mean, he scored more Shrek. than Max on the weekend. He had more hit outs. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> Shrek looks a lot better than Max at the moment. So I think he's... I mean, you probably almost do that, really, unless you needed to bank money and try to finish a team. I think Shrek's 120k more than Max. All right. Yeah. The only other option that I could think of, because I've been trying for those that have Grundy, even though I have little sympathy because we said this is going to be the problem, you'd have to trade him during upgrade season. None. It probably that doesn't zero. work. <laughs> um, so Soldo would be the other option, which might get some reaction no. out of NO. 85 on the weekend, has West Coast <laughs> this week. He's still like a couple of games off the bubble, but he's... It gets reaction out of me because you see what that bozo did when he had a set shot in like the yeah, last quarter. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Not the best player, but he's he's sub 300K. He's a ruck. So, and he's got forward status as well. So he's someone that you could eventually like trade into the forward line or something. If like, yeah. You, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think um, another like week on Gone and then just to see like Gone for I don't know. That's, I don't that's know the only other thing I can think of is Soldo. Yeah, I know. Which, as you were saying, is the reason why we did not endorse this one little bit. But I think Nank is back soon. I'll check the updated injury list update on Tuesday. This is what three probably... to four last week, so maybe yeah. two to three. But all right, would you, would you rather if you had um, Ryan? Uh, would you rather run Ryan at a R two for a week and see what happens with Gone? Rather than um, trading Gundy to go or Granny to go on this week when Gorn still like hadn't really hit his straps last week and still has more price to drop as well. If I'd, oh, actually, I'd, run, I'd run Ryan for a while to be honest in that position, yeah, I'd run Samson. And if one of Miller's or dropped or Soldo's rested again because he only played 50 tog, if one of them's gone, then hell yeah, I'd do that because what? Samson had like a 40 point last quarter, so yeah, he had one quarter he was playing. Actual like, come on, man, and he smashed seriously. It. Why, why is Miller still getting rock time ahead of him? I don't get it. I, I don't, don't get know. It. I mean, we have and, nothing, so yeah. And well, if he could just yeah. like clunk those marks as well, like it's the a drop couple, intercept yeah. in the fourth, was it when the game was still on the line? Like, that's just. 
oh, killer on points. Like it's one, another one of those weeks where he could have gone 89. He genuinely could have three 80. tons. <laughs> yeah, he could. He could have scored so much better. Anyway. anyway, shouldn't Look, complain just, too much. I just sorted by last. Mark Pittenett's playing solo ruck and he's 350k because they've. Is TDK come back to the side? I don't really know what. No, I was listening to the trade that after the Geelong stuff. I think they've. I think he's gone. Look, if you were so rogue, you could do that because Pitto's actually not bad first ruck and he's pretty cheap. But my God, mm, you're going from Grundy to Pitonet. Like, what are you really doing here? <laughs> you make 200, though. You make a lot doing it. Oh, the only other one I've seen like bandied around a bit is um, Blitzer with no Stanley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and look, like yeah. when Blitzer is playing like main ruck or like on the ball, um, that hybrid role, he that actually does have really yeah. good scoring history. But this yeah. is, it's it's the same thing that Grundy did. It's kicking the can down the road. And so what happens when <laughs> Stanley's back in three weeks? I think he's got an eye problem, I want to say. like, uh, And he was like, a, a, like three to four weeks, something like that. So he might even be like only two weeks away now. So then what happens yep. when Stanley comes back and you've got, you know, Blitz has maybe gone from 500 to 550 and then you're back in the same situation. Like, what are you doing then? So I don't think you want to get caught into this um, same trap of just trading ruck to ruck to ruck. Uh, like even the other cheap, cheaper ones like Wits, I don't think you can look at just because he, uh, like he's got that back soreness. I think Reeves is kind of interesting with no meek in the side, but the problem is like Lynch is down now with the concussion ramson wasn't good on the weekend so meek probably comes straight back so i don't think reeves is really an option like this is just rough like just get just get a real ruck and stop doing this get uh where is he this guy behind me if you don't have him oh. or if you don't have rowan get the other get one of them too whichever one you don't have or if you don't care about your season get bryn teakle and then don't <laughs> like yeah just whatever run yeah. teakle and samson ryan and loop them with uh uh madden Dumb. yeah I hate the ruck. That's why we've got two set and forgets there. Well, somewhat forget, but anyway, we can move on from Grundy talk. Um, we I've got a few pod questions piece. here. Yeah, I can read some out. Yeah. I've tried to I've filter out a few of them. Um, <laughs> some weird noise going on in my house. Um, all right, so a few questions here. Uh, people were asking, first question is, what is the point? I think people are sad about this recession. Um, keep going, keep at it. Uh, we'll get there. Hopefully, things turn around. Noah Anderson, boys, any interest? No took for a while. Nice buy. Yeah, so the buy is actually probably the most interesting part because one of the difficult parts with all our benches dying is like we generally do rely on rookies, at least for a couple of those rounds, to fill out our best 18. And we don't have that this year. So um, I think having players that are going to play through, especially like the round 14 and 15 buys come in a little bit of a premium. Um, so starting to like front load with either GWS, uh, sorry, Gold Coast Cats, like um, Swans, Saints, these types of players that all from the first up to second buys, actually like quite attractive. Um, I think the, the difficult part is like, I still don't love Gold Coast as a side. I think they're struggling a fair bit. The 556 price tag is quite nice for Anderson, but um, we kind of touched on it with Fiorini as well, like Melbourne, West Coast, Brisbane, the next three. So one out of those is like a nice matchup. And then it's Dogs, Adelaide, Carlton in the three after that. Like five of those six games, are just not not positive matchups for mids. I think Gold Coast probably drops a lot of those games. Uh, so I'm, I'm probably going to avoid. And then what happens once Miller comes back and he will come back? 
Uh, do you really want to have Anderson inside still then? If he gets, if he catches fire, he could. Like, I mean, he's shown the, the talent. But yeah, I just think with Miller, Anderson, and um, Raul, when they were back on the side, it just this, the scoring isn't there to like really interest me at his price. Started uh, a bit slow. Fantasy, not here for me. Yes, I, that probably makes sense. Format, I'd touch him in. I think he's somewhat butcher it at times as well. But no, he's definitely capable of going on a big run the next month. But um, yeah, don't want to be outside of that. So. Now, JD, JD, this is more for you. Um, me and Eno are probably on different sides of the fence on this one. Tiebreaker, um, let's go. Do you feel comfortable bringing Steel in? Oh, um, comfortable is an interesting term. So <laughs> there is risk in the pick for sure, but you're paying 537. So it's a little bit like Will Day last week. There's bring the like there's risk in the pick, but at 450k, I think he was the price was worth the risk. And I feel like that's probably the same with Steele this week. Um, given that he's what discounted already 70k on where he started at the season. He's got a nice fixture. He's got a decent buy as well. I think he is probably worth the risk. And we saw the CBA's return um, last week. He's got through two games. He's tackling well. So I have a feeling he is worth the risk. But I can completely understand people uh, remembering the x-ray of that shoulder and going like, there's no way that's a good idea. Like how quickly can that break again? Which is, I mean, they will put a new plate in, but like that's probably a good point. And then also he started this year slow and was pretty average towards the back end of last year after the same AC problem. So how much can you really trust him? I think those are all valid concerns as well. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I, I can see it going both ways, but I have a feeling he's worth the risk at his price. It's worth, yeah, I spoke this, uh, spoke about this before, but um if you're considering Steele, there's an interview with, um, just type in Jack Steele, I see an interview from a week ago. He speaks about his injury for about two minutes. So probably more positive things out of that than um, negative if you're to help you get a bit more confidence in Steele. But I do understand the um, the concerns. So uh, was that just confirmation bias on your part? Like you were listening a little to bit, stuff yeah. and ignoring all the red flags that he well, said he, as well? He said he's in no pain. Um, yeah, and he's, yeah. He once few, once I take he, the injections, he, I'm good for the game, buddy. <laughs> no, he said he's, he's he's on no meds or anything. Um, okay, so but he is a man yeah. of steel. Yes, but um, yeah, again, the price is the is the kicker there. Um, JD, this question is from you. Yeah, uh, how do we plan please. for next week with no or from you literally? How do we yep. plan for next week with no good rookies debuting this week? Yeah. I didn't expect to be here to ask my own question. Yeah, so this is exactly right. Like, so if you look at everyone that played one game so far, none of those rookies look good. Um, and so that means who are we downgrading to next week? We're kind of relying on getting some debutantes this week that play their first game and look good. And with the only name I've heard so far is Drury, who's a uh, what small forward for the North, uh, which doesn't really excite me. So let's let's assume that next week we really don't have any downgrade options you know they're kind of like the same quality of like an anguin or something like that from this week what, what do we do uh, do we just sit on our hands do we uh, like try and find mid prices like fiorini's and stuff uh, like what what happens and how do we plan for that should we be trying to bank money this week to still do an upgrade next week have you guys thought about this at all cuz i'm maybe i'm worrying over nothing and we'll get you know, some rookies popping up, but it seems pretty dire to be perfectly honest. I mean, team stream is on for this week again. And like you said, if the, if we get a couple debutants that look all right, 
uh, I mean, we've got to be sure of that before they play right and then next week get them in before they've played their second game as well and then hope they play their third. So it's, you know, a bit going on. For me, my team, obviously everyone's different. I have, well, whoever I trade out of Radicalia and, and Fergus, I'll have one still on the bench. If it looks terrible and there's nothing and there's no one on the on the horizon, I'm going probably Anguin. Boost and grab Anguin. It doesn't feel nice at all. If, but if he's playing with um, Ward and I think Lloyd to, to come back in, that's probably the route I'd go. Bank, I think I get, yeah, bank 200, 250, depending what premium, uh, premium I get, and that'll help me next week is probably what I'd do. But I guess not everyone's in the same boat. They don't have maybe a couple of 300k players to to downgrade. They might not have any boost left. I don't know. So it, it is team dependent. But that's my sort of last resort if nothing looks good. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, there's there's nothing next week. We we won't be doing anything next week. <laughs> We're all in the same boat. So I think you do boost for Anguin this week to get that extra cash gen in. Um... Or Simpson, whatever you prefer. But obviously, there's 40k I think difference. Discuss this on Tuesday. Um... No team sheets, I think. It's tough, but yeah, yeah. What do you think, JD? Like, what? I don't, do you I, have any I mean, so I don't have a, I don't have boost, which yeah, is actually so kind of from fortunate because, like, what are you supposed the, to boost? The, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So unless there's injuries, which will really then negatively affect me, there's no double downgrades to do at the moment. Um, so yeah, I think having like. If you do trades this week and you end up with 100K banked and then you can put that 100K on someone like Hopper or Warpool or Setterfield if you keep him next week um, or if you've got an underperforming primo that you could correct. So like I'm even thinking about like, do I use this chance to correct a Ridley uh, if I bank 100K or I don't know, like an Andy Brayshaw or something like that. He's probably too far gone, but um, that's the only other thing I can really think of. So um, but I, I don't know. I, I don't think I'd want to double downgrade this week to facilitate that because like Anguin, I don't think is a particularly good option. I'm not excited about owning him. Um, I think Chincott is the only one I actually have to get. And maybe if you're in a really nice position, you get Dill Williams. Uh, but yeah, like we've been talking about 200K rookies, right? And that's where he's at at the moment. So yeah, I don't know. I have a feeling that um, it might be a correction trade if we don't find anyone or people are going to have to start going early. And maybe you get a debutante next week that people start jumping on. So if like Fahey finally debuts because of a long-term injury or uh, Josh Sin for Port, like some of these guys are in our preseason teams that haven't got a game yet. Maybe that's the what happens. But yeah, I'm like, I'm pretty worried about it. So I think my current plan is like, I want to make sure I go for a value option this week. I don't really want to get like a Dawson, an Oliver, whatever, and use it at my bank. I want to make sure I've kind of got like 100K so I can either use it on a correction or like I'm um, getting my mid pricer up to someone next week. If there's no rookies to facilitate a downgrade. I could do like boost and get Dill Williams, but one ninety five K is really. Uh, yeah. Annoying. Who are you boosting to him? Right? Like cow and you make 10 K or something. You no, it's so like I said with make... me, I've got yeah. Radicalia and Fergus. So there's like two 300 K guys there that, that can you go. Could, you could get rid um, of. Yeah. And then I've got, two I'd, in the bank I'd right, actually so. do that. And I, Personally, yeah, I just looked at it. It's fieldable, right? As well, he's probably better fieldable than than Radigalia. Um, I think the only concern, right, is um, like Jonas was suspended. He's back this week. I think William still holds. Um, but then, sub. and then Farrell, Farrell was back two in three two weeks, to three. Yeah. 
with the jaw that one that was last week so he should be one to two so like yeah. even though Dillums has been good there's like genuinely a chance he ends up a dead rookie as well even though he, like he paid 200k for him like it just so it's just so bad it is look you get back to back you'll have a negative break even for two weeks kind of guaranteed because they're 85 so he make plays 50, two games 60. and doesn't yeah, get well, subbed like like you know barrels two to three right so i was assuming yes yes yeah, so, but he might be one to two, though. he might be one to two now yeah. When when it updates this week, I'm worried about Bonner too. He was sub and subbed on, and not didn't take too much notice of how well he played. But uh, Dersma's injured though, right as well, so maybe that helps. Similar type player who might I don't know how long he's out either. Um, Dersma's been playing wing though. Still safe, I think. George seems he's safe. Thinks he's safe. He's so. he's good, but I th- yeah yeah. Anyway, I, mean, I thought he was safe. I thought he was probably safe for another week before he got dropped. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've got <laughs> two more questions. Um, Adam Trelaw's CBAs have gone to 80% in the past few weeks. At 520s, he someone you'd consider. For me, it's just soft tissue in 30. I couldn't even dream of it, but he looks good. No. No. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, if, if we're looking at those like guys around that price point, that's where still like, you know, stuff like Warner's when their form turns, Brayshaw if their form turns, like those guys are much more interesting to, to me at similar price point. Last question from Jurgen Klopp, the man himself. Um, would you be happy to opt for a like a lesser premium to get in now or would you rather like hold off an upgrade to get in a better premium later? Oh, okay. So if, let's say you like go a Callum Mills instead of a um, like a Walsh. Hmm? And like, say, so like, say if like Mills this week or Walsh next type thing. No, it's like um, pretty much, yeah. Steel or whatever. So yeah. you're basically, are you more concerned with get constantly getting rookies off the field now? Or would you be more concerned with how your team looks post-buy? Uh, we're starting to hit the turning point where the latter matters more than the former. So for the last like two or three weeks, I've been getting a pretty big advantage by having one less rookie because people have been taking 20s and 30s from key forwards while I haven't been. And that's given me points over the last three weeks. But we're starting to hit the point where like the last rookies on field for people this week are going to be like Chincotta, Ashcroft and Chandler, for example. And none of those are really that bad. Plus, if you've got loopholes and everyone's got loopholes at the moment, you're probably not getting too many bad rookie scores anymore. So I think we're starting to get to the point where just like forcing the rookie off the field becomes less valuable than getting the better guy for the run home. With that said, right? So like, I think that's concept one. Concept two is we've got this cash generation crisis with all, all our benches being dead. And so finding the value guys is still important. So... Like steel this week is probably still more interesting to me than like even Oliver this week or Oliver next week, just because of the price difference. And I know it's risky and all that type of stuff. And you, I'd, I'd sleep much easier having Oliver, but I think that's the other part you have to consider as well. So Mills is probably not the best example because like who knows what his form is. Um, but yeah, like I'd rather have steel this week than Walsh next week, for example. Yeah, I think I agree. Yeah, I'd go I'd, cheap guys. Yeah, probably at this point, I'd be more concerned with what I look like, what the team looks like post buy. 
Um, I mean, if you didn't have defenders, I'm much more certain on those cheap defenders, like yeah. as being top, you know, near the top of their line. Still, Mills, are, something could go wrong and they might be yeah. a bit off. Whereas, like your Sinclair, your Sicily, your Day, if you don't have one of them, I'm just grabbing them for sure. That's I mean, no problem. So, like, I, th- I think I'm either going to be at 17 or 18 keepers this week, right? So, I've only got four ish players I need left to fill up my side. I've got 19 trades, uh, four or five players, 19 trades. I'm going to have about 10 trades sideways through the back half of the year. Like, you can, you can fix up some of the bad guys you picked up i think yeah uh i don't know sure about not... that yeah i think you need more trades i think you have less left over uh i guess it depends on like who i who i'm missing out for you might you might be right george especially if i don't get the cash from here like the way i see it, i've got 18 trades left and five upgrades with 100k in the bank and honestly i still like i don't know where the money's coming from like i can top up hopper and ashcroft no problem um, and maybe Chinkot if he makes a lot of money. But other than that, like, I honestly don't know where the money's coming from. It's like I'll need new plays to come in, make money, and then upgrade during the buys. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, I've still got like Hopper, Warple, Chandler, Ryan, Hollands, Chinkotta maybe, and then Mitchell maybe. I don't know. I feel like there's enough there to get four to five upgrades done if I'm still finding value. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I've kind of taken over hosting, but I think we can wrap it up there. Um, I know you do a great job hosting, but yeah, I thought I'd take it for 10 minutes. Anyway, I'll quickly shout out, George, before we go to the legs. We didn't do it at the start, so we're going to do this every week until they're not there, right? Like, why wouldn't we blow our own trumpet? But um, I think it's the top 11 and like 25 of the top 50, so... I don't know, the last three weeks you look, when you look at the single round points, it's just been like flooded, like ridiculous amount of leagues. Like I don't even know what's going on, but everyone seems to be going well. Um, right. and a lot better like than us. Following, so good, following good advice, I reckon. Well, <laughs> I guess you're going all right at the minute, but... Uh, I think I'm bottom five in like every league, I think. Uh, we'll give a shout out to Locke, who's top 30 now, and I think... This other league has quite a few yeah, very yeah. high as well. Henry, Henry's Henry. Uh, 80th. Zach, Peter. So, yeah, there's a few doing well. Yep. And like, Henry and Peter, I think, are both like top five now for Hall of Fame on live rankings. And I think they're both like top 20 for captain scores this year as well. So they've been they've been killing oh. it. And I think that's part of it. I mean, it's not only the great advice, but it's the Discord community where everyone's chatting and sharing ideas throughout the week, which is how we land on things like the old Marshall Vice Captain and a bunch of other good oh. trades like Petraka. I have one good captain this year. I don't even want to talk about that. What's going on there? Anyway, um, I think my average is about 99 <laughs> for captain. Oh, you're kidding. Can you it's look horrible. at it? It's much more. It's not okay. much. You go to my scores on the side and I've just, yeah. Hey, Clary was all right, but it wasn't Marshall. But yes, been a long one. We've um, covered off quite a bit. Uh, I most definitely think we should be doing a, a live stream or at least a video maybe even. Maybe we... Do a video where we uh, just take in the teams and, and on Friday maybe get together like we did last year. But yeah, the rookies, man, it's uh, it's dire straits uh, at the minute. Um, Constable, everyone just keeps telling me his VFL stats every week, and uh, this is never going to happen, I don't think. But wouldn't that be right, God's exactly like Fahey? Like it, the injury has to happen because the three ahead are locked. Will so. Davey come back in? JD. Uh, Hopefully, I think I think maybe like I don't know. That thirty k could be real handy. 
<laughs> I mean, just having a warm body where I might be able to jag a 50 or 60 every now and again might be might be good. Uh, like, Snelling who came on the sub wasn't particularly good. D'Ambrosio I didn't think was particularly great. Um, Durham's missing a week, but Heffel's got to come back. I don't know. Like, there's a chance that he comes in because I don't think our structure ended up working particularly well. So, um, yeah, maybe a mid gets dropped and a small forward comes in. But whether that's Davey or Menzi, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just looking like MJ looked very good for his you know, second game we had him and then he just goes and gets himself suspended. Seamus hopefully stays in, but I don't know Hawks fans aren't super confident. That could always switch. Um, I actually saw Nick Madden boys is off the uh, injury report. So <laughs> yeah, we see a ruck appearance at GWS. That would be the funniest timeline of all time, but I just don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> When's when's Bruce back? Is what is the, happening with Bruce? Is that the secret golden ticket that no one's talking about? Back four <laughs> weeks. He's still a month away. So Madden's going to get a shot before him. Ah, oh, yes. What a godsend. Uh, anyway, it's uh, it's a very interesting year this year. It's turned into after what sort of happened the last couple of weeks. So um, I guess who maneuvers it best, makes the right decisions week to week, we'll, uh, we'll come out on top. So hopefully we can... Uh, we can uh, figure out what that is and um, bring it to to the community for the rest of the year. Because uh, to be, I think the community is going to absolutely smash us for the rest of the year. To be quite honest, so at least that's um, they're, they're going well. But yeah, thanks for joining us on another podcast. Uh, we will see you on the next video. Cheers. <laughs>